are now listening to The War Report. This is a reminder, guys, a special reminder that not only did Virginia double dribble, but Auburn is currently up 22 points over Georgia. All right, all, not half time right, yet. It's not I, half, I not even halftime yet. It's early, but uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm liking I'm liking the fact that we went that that we went for it. All right, I'm feeling good, B. I'm feeling I'm glad good, you picked bro. not me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about that, man. So listen, let's let's get into discussing uh, some other guys. Let's let's talk about departures real quick. We did discuss Lee Hunter, yeah, um, on Sunday, but. We all we were also hearing that JJ Pegeese could be right behind, and he was. Um, JJ Pegeese departed. He um, appears to be heading to Ole Miss. Yeah, your thoughts on that, sir? It makes me wonder now if the move to D line back in the spring was what he actually wanted. Number one, um, if he couldn't come to some type of understanding with the coaches and the coaching staff about what his position would be going forward, so he mm-hmm. said, "Hey, listen." We're stacked at D-line. Can I go back to tight end? No. I'll see y'all later. I'm out of here because I want to play tight end. That's why I came here. That's what I wanted to do. So I'm out. Um, or if Easton leaving was kind of a deal breaker. Well, if he was like, yeah, you know what? I like playing D-line. I, I'm good over here. I got better as the year went on, but my guy left. That was my guy. So I'm not going to wait around to see what happens. I'm just going to go ahead and go somewhere else. Um... I know that he was from Mississippi. So right. him going back for the, the home state school kind of makes sense. And, and we're honestly, we're seeing that a lot with a lot of the transfers. Oh, for sure. They're for going sure. close to the, where, wherever they were from. Um, all of the Oregon guys we got, they were from Al- the state of Alabama. And they all came home. So we're seeing a lot of guys get closer to home to play. And if he's going home, Hey, I'm not. I'm not upset. That is a good point. Um, I, I I know it was going to be interesting. I know Ike Ike alluded to the fact that with JJ, this could end up. This was a this was a possibility once he was asked to move to change positions. Right. And I think Eason was the reason he was even giving it a go. Right. You know, if it wasn't right. for Eason, he probably would have been left earlier. Right. Um. And I think once Eason took off, the guy who was keeping him motivated and even staying with this move is gone. And now he really wants to do it. So to your point, I don't know. I I don't think he was. He really did want to do this. I think he wanted right. to be a tight end. Um. So yeah, I I I, I best wishes to him. Um. I know we had a deep tight end room. Yeah. So uh, I and that's and I'm curious to see and I I asked B this before before we went before we went live you know do you know what he's going to end up playing I think it's going to be really interesting to see what what position they they list him as is it, if it's yeah. tight end or, or line that'll tell you everything if it's tight end that tells you everything you need to know yeah that that would let us know exactly what well not exactly what the issue is I see a couple people in the chat saying that um he his girlfriend goes to Ole Miss so. You know, it has some has some has some weight to it as well. So you want to yeah. get closer to home where your girl's at to play the position that you want to play. Nah, I mean, it sounds like a, a good deal for the young man. So uh, as with all the players, wish him the best. Yeah. 
Mr. Gibson said, you misread my question. Can friend actually recruit? He is doing the worst out of any. <sighs> okay, gotcha. And that's what we kind of figured. It was kind of hard to. But yeah, yeah. Um, it it looks like no. And just being one I, year doesn't matter hard. because how good has yeah. Ethan done in one year? What, what is Zach Etheridge doing in one year? I mean, Caddy might be I, close I think, to. I think a better comparison is like someone like Caddy on the offensive side. Like, right. It's kind of easy to recruit that side of the ball because of the success we've been having and then the talent that's over there. But the offensive side has been a work in progress because people want to see something. Mm-hmm. Right. But Lyman should be able to get you should be able to get Lyman because it's not like he has not been in the SEC. I think that's the thing that's that's the thing that sticks with me. You can almost give Harson some of the guys from Boise a bit of a mulligan because they're getting they're getting acclimated to the landscape, but Friend has been in the SEC. Okay, so who was doing the work at Tennessee? Was it him or was it Ronald McDonald? I mean, we're, we're giving him, and I, this I think this comes into play anytime people talk about recruiting. Like people talk about, oh, Kirby's such a good recruiter, and Nick is such a good recruiter, or Dabo's such a good recruiter. Listen, no, 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 no. These individual guys are not as good a recruiter as the resources that they have lined up for kids to take advantage of once they get to that school. Sometimes those resources look like Happy Meal containers, all right? Sometimes those resources look like Dodge Chargers. (laughs) But no matter what, (laughs) it is not as simple as saying, oh, that guy recruited well. We had some top 10 recruiting classes under Gus Malzahn while Gus was here. If I take one defensive player, the highest rated defensive player, off of each one of Gus Malzahn's recruiting class, it drops like six spots. Offensively, Gus was not recruiting fantastic our offensive right. line looks the way it does because he could not close the deal and get top-tier offensive linemen. The quarterback room was a mess for a while because we had scrubs behind whoever the first quarterback was. And sometimes the first quarterback was a scrub. That has happened. That is because we were getting out-recruited with offensive talent by the people around us. The defensive side was doing okay. But do I give Gus credit for doing, you know, for what Rodney Garner was doing? We, we're giving the overall recruiting class credit to the head coach. It is never that simple. It is never, ever, ever that simple. I don't buy it. And for that reason, I am not giving <laughs> the, the quality of the offensive lineman that went to Tennessee. I'm not giving Will Friend that credit because... There's a lot that goes into why those ch- kids choose those schools a lot. Right. And um, Will Friend apparently is not that guy, especially here for a no-nonsense head coach who is saying, I only want this type of guy. Now go convince that kid to come here. Well, he's not doing much of anything at all. So um, I, I, am, I am really not. I'm not, I'm not a fan so far. Yeah, he has not lived. He has not lived up to expectations. We'll, we'll, we'll. That's, that's just. Yeah, he has not lived up to expectations. Um, let's talk about this guy here. Okay, Eugene Asante. This guy's from Virginia, Centerville. Uh, six one two twenty. Last year had twenty three tackles, 
Uh, half tackle for loss, one pass breakup, two QB hurries. He is the fifth commit from the portal and will be a senior with two years of eligibility left. So how is this outside? And he's he's actually an outside linebacker, but I'm listing a lot of our guys as linebackers in this upcoming graphic. Here's who we got coming back, B. Mm-hmm. Leading the pack is, of course, Owen Papo. You got Eugene there, uh, Desmond Tisdall, Wesley Steiner, Joko Willis, Cam Riley, Cameron Brown, Jake Levant. Uh, the additions, Robert Woodyard, uh, Powell Gordon out of Auburn. Mm. Of course, Eugene Asante is mentioned here again as an addition. How do you feel about this room? I know that there was a concern with the production of Zacoby leaving, um, going to the NFL. Uh, we saw what we look like in run defense against a team that that can can run read option. We we kind of struggled when he was gone. Um, yeah. We struggled there, and so I want to know your opinion. How do you feel about this room going into spring, going into fall? I mean, it could be some movement here, but. Are you opti- are you optimistic about this? Do you think that you know we're able to really replace that production that was left behind by Zacoby? I don't think we'll know if we have a linebacker that can identify and react the way Zacoby could until we get into the season. I, I don't think there's any way to know it. I think there are a lot of ways to measure linebackers. Um, you can measure by their height and how many tackles they get, how how long they are, because that helps them, you know, get to guys faster. Their, their foot speed, which, I mean, um, Papo, he's really fast and strong, but he couldn't identify like Zacoby could. He wasn't as sure of a tackler. Papo, I remember the first few games, I remember thinking, man, Papo, how he got his hands on the quarterback a couple times and he couldn't get him down. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hey, man, this is, these are skills that don't show up on measurables. If you told me a guy is 6'3", 225, 230, and he's playing outside linebacker and he runs a certain speed, I'm like, oh, we're good. But all of a sudden, I'm turning on the tape, and I, I really don't know. I, I don't know what to expect because the things about how sure he is as a tackler, how well he can identify who the ball carrier is, that's something that you have to get on the field and see. Yeah. And I'm going to assume now – T. Will was a linebacker, and he was a great player. So it makes sense that he could identify that in Zacoby McClain, get him here, get him on the field relatively early, and have him be very productive early, recognize some of those qualities that T. Will had in himself. And so it, it makes sense that that could happen. However, I don't know if we have that guy here. Um, actually, I heard a lot of stuff with... What's his name? Powell Gordon. I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people say that Powell Gordon is a really good linebacker. And maybe we're overlooking him because he wasn't highly touted because he came right from um, right out of our backyard at Auburn High. But we need a guy who can see, diagnose, and react quickly. And so maybe we have that guy here. Hopefully what we, we need to have is coaches that recognize it in camp and practice and put whoever that guy is that needs to be that middle linebacker, put that guy on the field early enough that, yeah, listen, we're going to go through some growing pains. We got five home games to start the season. Let's get it going now, right now. 
even if it's a little ugly, it's okay. We can win some games at home and you get comfortable playing your position in these games, in this atmosphere, before we send you on the road. And it's not quite as nice. It's not as easy to diagnose. and It's not as, as easy to get up and get fed by your home crowd. So I say we have to have faith in, in the coaches that they know what they're doing and that they can identify the talent even if we don't see it right now. Right now, all I see at linebacker is a bunch of measurables. Oh, great. Yeah, he's really smart. I want to see him. You know, Joko Willis, big hitter. Cool. I want to see him. Smoke was a big hitter. He also missed tackles. I need yeah. to see that you are a quick identifying, quick reacting, sure tackler, and you don't have to run a 4-3 if you can do that. You don't have to have lightning speed. You don't have to be the longest linebacker, have huge wingspan if you can diagnose, react, and be sure tackling. So we'll see. Listen, after I saw uh after I saw Joko Willis mm-hmm. hit that hit that guy on special teams, I'm I'm curious to see if he can be that guy who can diagnose a play. Um, that's somebody that I'm that I'm actually uh that that I'm actually interested in in seeing what he does this spring. I know he didn't get a lot of opportunities. Um he didn't get a lot of opportunities this season, but I'm curious to see what he does if he takes advantage of this opportunity or if it's a, if it's a new guy, if it's Eugene Asante, if he's, if, he's, if he's able to show us something. I think we got guys, we got bodies who's willing to step up. I think it's a right. lot like the QB position. I think we're good in terms of linebacker. War Report family, it's your boy B-Will. We want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday Night War Room in podcast form. Now, we've got more content we want to get you here specifically as podcasts. We know you love the convenience of it, but that takes time and resources. So we're asking for sponsors. If you or anybody you know would like to reach Auburn football fans, specifically the War Report's Auburn football fan community, then hit us up. Business at thewarreport.com. That's business at thewarreport.com. And to continue to fuel our growth, please rate and review this podcast right now on whatever service you're listening on. That's all I got for now. So I'm not going to hold you up. Let's get back to it. Let's talk about the other commitment from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about DJ James. He's out of Spanish Fort, Alabama. He's a DB, of course, six feet, 180 pounds. He actually was a starter. He started 11 games at cornerback uh, last year for Oregon. and. Contributed with 46 tackles, four pass breakups, two interceptions. Will be a junior this year with three years of eligibility. How does this DB room look? Now, we don't have everyone listed. Here are people who we think will be competing for a cornerback position. So a lot of your guys who we think will be safeties aren't aren't pictured or listed here. Mm -hmm. So returning players, you got guys like Roe Torrance, A.D. Diamond, Nehemiah Pritchett. Uh, Eric Reed is kind of a tricky one. Um, he's kind of played both, but we got him listed here as a cornerback. Uh, Jalen Simpson, uh, Jordan Davis, but the additions are DJ James, Keontae Scott, and of course, the kids out of high school, part of our recruiting class, Austin Osbury and Jadarian Rhyme. Yeah. B. Will, how you feel about, you know, again, we have another guy that we're replacing a lot of uh, production from. Yeah, so how do you how do you feel about this this position group? 
This is good for us because we had a problem at corner opposite Roger McCreary. Um, we knew that we had some experience coming in with Keontae Scott, the number one Juco corner. So when we signed him, we thought, okay, great. That's that's one of the cornerback spots or the, the cornerback spot that Roger vacated. And that looks good. But we were still going to be either very young at the other spot, assuming it was, you know, Osbury or Rhyme. Jalen Simpson looked great at times. He was a very aggressive corner, very physical corner. He also got burned some. He got exposed at times. The longer he was on the field as the season wore on, he shortly um, became a little bit of a liability. And it was clear that that other cornerback spot was not settled, that we didn't have exactly what we needed there. So between DJ James and Scott it makes me feel like, okay, one of these corner spots is going to be solid at the very least. But I do feel like now we have a better idea of all the guys who played last year, the coaches know who they are, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I do think the second year in a new scheme makes a huge difference, and I will attribute at least some of the secondary play struggles to it being a brand new scheme Kevin Sim, uh, Kevin Steele's scheme was simple, man. Man up. Right. Play your man. That's it. You know, the best, if you are a really good athlete and you have very good instincts, you are going to succeed back there. And if you don't have that, um, you know, it'll be okay. If we've got a good enough defensive line, which Kevin Steele did a couple times, you're going to look great. Because things are going to be a little easier for you back there. But that's not what Derek Mason was doing, man. You have to know your, your zone assignment. You have to know if this guy comes through this zone, I'm going to react to this guy, but not that guy, because in this situation, I've got help, but in that situation, I don't. And we kind of had to scheme around Smokes. Seemingly, I want to say, I don't know if he struggled to either A, understand the scheme, or B, just be disciplined enough to stay where he was instead of going to attack. And I mean, in that just playing slower, just playing slower because you're thinking. Right. You're, too. you're thinking That's as opposed to, again, you said it, still simplify the defense so you could could play fast. Right. But if you're doing a lot of thinking, processing, trying to determine who you play, how you're reading the offense, you're going to you're not going to play fast. And so it, it definitely hurt his play. So I'm curious to see if he takes a step forward. Right. And um, I think Rotorance, too, because he was one of the few people yeah. who seemed to struggle early. But by the end of the season, he was on the field a lot. And I think that's a good sign for Mason and this defense and what he expects the DBs to do. So I think we actually will probably have a better secondary. Our secondary will be better. Um, we Overall. love Smoke for what he was able to give us, but he was as his floor was low. As we, we talk about with QBs, he had a high ceiling but also a low floor. And that low floor hurt us at times. And sometimes that was discipline about tackling. I mean, four years, I don't know how many more examples you need of how to tackle cleanly and not hurt your team with it. But we will be a better secondary, not only with the, this cornerback, because it's an experienced cornerback who's played um, ball in a major conference. I, I get it. Everybody's oh, Oregon Angers. Yeah, but listen, these athletes are athletes, man. All these right. guys play ball that we got from Oregon. They all came from Alabama, the state right. of Alabama. They right. were down here, so... They can get better prepared for the SEC by playing in Oregon. Oregon's not you know, chop suey. 
they all right. I mean, they're not us. We probably right. would have beat Oregon on neutral field last year. Yes, I do think that. But we needed more talent. We need guys who had, had snaps, who had been on the field, who had seen uh, some real game speed. And this is a, a great fix for it. This is a great fix. I, I like the JUCO guys. I can't. I can't say I'm too excited about JUCO guys because they will now be as fresh to this system as some of our JUCO guys were last year. And they struggled yeah. early too. The system seems to be, and the same thing on offense. And I think this is something about both sides of the ball. It's, hey, guys, you are going to play some professional football. It's not going to be easy for you to get, but by the time you get it, you're going to be great and you're going to be prepared to play in the NFL. Right. That seems to be the pitch. And I know that that looks way different than being able to come in year one and see both offense and defense just flying and scoring a bunch of points and getting a bunch of sacks and and a bunch of INTs. Yeah, that would be great. But to prepare these guys to play at the next level and have it, I would rather it look rough up front and look a lot better on the back end. Hey, last year, it, it was rough. That was our rough year. So if we look considerably better at every level, then that is a win. It is a credit to Harson as a hire to say that, hey, here's my plan. A lot of people, when they recruit, a lot of recruits are saying the same thing. Harson laid out his vision for this team, and I really like what he is selling. And right. we haven't talked to these recruits to ask him, what is it exactly he's telling you about his plan? But I've got to assume that that plan included NFL preparation and some professional schemes that the NFL is going to be asking you to play. Because that right. was something that was very, very different between this coach and the last coach. We didn't, right. we didn't, he couldn't claim that he was putting anybody in the league, really. We had some, the off player here or there, but we really couldn't say that. And he, I mean, there's just, you just look at the coaches he's going after mm -hmm. uh, to coach these kids as well. So it's obviously that's something he wants to do. But I also think, to be, I think for Mason, and, you know, utilizing different types of schemes, uh, a more complex scheme than what we're used to in the past. It also makes you a lot more multiple defensively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was times like once Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson left. We only had one way we could attack offenses. We became very predictable in terms of how we blitzed, in terms of how we tried to bring pressure. Right. And. I think with, with Mason, if you can teach your guys to do different things in terms of playing aggressive and playing man, but then dropping back into the zone, mm -hmm. you give the offense something to think about. Right. You now have multiple ways of attacking offenses. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, this quarterback struggles with the zone a little bit. We can play zone. Yeah. Or let's pin our ears back and go after him. He, this quarterback doesn't do too well with, you know what I mean? We can mm -hmm. do different stuff. We can show, we can show man and then drop in zone. We can show, you know, we can do different types of the, the things they're asking you to do at the next level. I like, I like where it's going. And it's going to be growing pains. Cause again, all the guys last year for their whole college career were used to playing defense one way. Right. And with the struggles that went on, we only had two, really bad halves of football. Yeah. One was against Mississippi State. The other was against Georgia State. Yep. yep. So I, I, I'm excited about how this defense is going to look moving forward because these guys 
understand what's being asked of them. And they look really good down the stretch of the season. Really good. They did. And so for us to be bringing in more talent, um, I know we've lost some guys up front, but we still have a lot of talented guys at every level. So I'm excited about what this defense is going to do in year two. Lawrence Robinson says, y'all notice how a lot of these transfers are from the, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so these guys, early, yeah. these guys understand, they understand big time football. They understand how serious football is in this state. So I like that these are guys who uh, we were able to get, guys who probably were looking at Auburn. But again, Oregon had an SEC uh, guy as their head coach. So he knew all these guys as well. And so he was able to get them to go up to Oregon. Now that he's gone, these guys are coming home. And so I'm happy about it. And I, and I think these guys, you know, uh, and someone mentioned Mark, uh, Marcus Harris, who who also came home from Kansas uh, a year prior. You're getting those types of guys, and I'm hoping we have that type of production uh, moving forward. Insane. So, Insane. so, so, be you know, in closing, man, as we get ready to 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 head out and and watch the second half of this game, what do you, how how what do you feel about where we stand currently with the portal, um, guys who may enter the portal, guys who we're still looking at. Do you feel like do you feel like we need any other any other you know of course we could use another guy on the line on the O line mm. that goes without saying but outside of that any other position you would like to see us get somebody out of the portal? Um, I am actually I, I see a couple players from Georgia just hit the portal, and I think we're done at quarterback. I think, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. He might be collecting them like cards at this point. I don't know if he even wants them to play. He might just like talking to quarterbacks on the field. I have no idea. But I think we're done, even though JT Daniels is in the portal because Stetson Bennett decided to come back. And so when he said that, <laughs> I guess JT Daniels was like, I've seen this before. I'm out of here. Um, right. There's a wide receiver that just hit the portal as well from Georgia. I don't remember his name. But TJ Finley on Twitter, actually, was recruiting him, telling him, <laughs> saying like, hey, man, what's up? So um, I'm interested to see if we go after wide receiver. I don't think we, well, I can't say we don't need wide receiver talent. We've got, we've got some good talent at wide receiver. I am not down on wide receiver, actually. With what Shed showed last year towards the end of the year, Landon King back there. Yeah. Um, oh, Black Brother, that's right. That's the receiver from Georgia, um, Jermaine Burton. Okay. But, um, Landon King is is back after having played some significant snaps in big games and looking good doing it. Um, Tavares Dawson with what he showed in the bowl game. Uh, Javarius Johnson. I actually like our wide receiver role. I'm, I'm excited for Malcolm Johnson Jr. to get some more snaps because he's been, I think we said this on previous shows, he was what shit yeah. had been, which is, I'm going to do what you ask me. I'm going to block. I'm going to be in position when I need to be in position, but I'm not going to, he didn't get the target. So, Another year, a year of being better, st- stuck around, hadn't jumped in the portal. I expect him to, I, a lot of our wide receivers, I think the second year will be when the light comes on. Um, do we need a Kobe Hudson, a make a dynamic catch, a juke dude I shoes after a short catch and turn into a long game? Sure. Of course we do. Of course we need dynamic, incredible athletes at wide receiver. Maybe that guy's here and we just don't know it. 
We may, I have no he idea. may be here. I, I listen. I like the little bit I saw of Tavares Dawson. Yeah, for real. Clearly, he can get behind the defense. Uh, I'm curious just to see what else he can do, man. Like we we got some burners, man, and we got some talent. So I, I just I just don't think I think they were young. I think they were learning the position. I think they were learning what was being asked of them for the first time. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of factors. Again, just like the defense, I'm hoping these guys can play fast in year two, yeah. understanding. And there's an opportunity, man. You, with Kobe, yeah, it's disappointing what happened there, but you got a big opportunity, man. For sure, for sure. And that, Just that's like Kobe took about. advantage of it, it's your turn. I actually think you know, Jay Fair is going to be dynamic. I really like Jay Fair, yeah. the wide receivers we got coming in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not down to wide receiver. The only place I really would like to see us, I know you said not counting this spot, but offensive sure. line. Speak on it. Speak <laughs> on offensive line, that's it. I think there's a— That's a given, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's a guard that's committed to Florida that's coming here on this weekend on a recruitment Oh, yeah, trip. that's right. That's right. And, like, again, we're talking about Will Frank. Can he do it or not? Hey, man. That's a big. That would be a big one. Come get him. Here's a dude. He's giving you a shot. Before signing day, scoop. Let's get them. We didn't. We didn't get a lot of other guys. We didn't get any of the transfers we were trying to get on offensive line. None of them. Not the Cornell dude. Not the Western Kentucky dude. Not the two Virginia guys. None of them. So go get this dude. And he's been. He actually pushed his commitment back. Mm-hmm. He's giving you an opportunity. You got yep. to close a deal. Yep. Close a deal. Oh yeah, I, and I forgot. Camden Brown. He's oh, yeah. the big body wide receiver. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm glad that he's now. I don't I don't think any wide receiver who doesn't get here in the spring has a chance of playing right. in the fall. Not not with what the unless offense I think like they a, want to run. Unless you're like a portal guy who's had a lot of experience, which, you know. Right. But yeah, I I think we're good at wide receiver. I'm actually not too concerned about wide receiver. Linebacker I was until we got Asante. And I had to remember we got Powell and we got Woodyard. And you know what? I think we'll be all right. We'll, the question is not do we not have enough linebackers. It's do we have a dude at linebacker? We have not had a dude at linebacker. We had Zacoby for three strong years. Before Zacoby, I'm trying, what was the last dude we had at linebacker before Zacoby? Uh, Davis, John Davis. He, yeah, that's what he, he was solid. He was solid for yeah. us. Yeah, I think I, I would like Zacoby a little bit better than Deshaun Davis, but yeah, yeah, we uh, sure. we need a dude, we need a dude at linebacker. That's right. How am I forgetting about KJ? Britt? It's because he didn't KJ, play the last year. He didn't That's play the last did. year. That's what it's yeah. messing me People up. People said Josh Bond, Britt. Yeah, we've had dudes at linebacker, not Chris Rose yeah. though.